If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Michelangelo. Happy Friday. Phew, something stinks. And why so many seagulls? It's time for one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. All right. Went through the archives of the Armstrong and Getty Show and uh, found some stuff, uh, two small clips I'm going to share with you today, one from 2009 and one from 2014, both involving Jack Armstrong, taking us to the dump and a Waffle House. You know, I've always said I love the guy's slices of life. I know the guys love politics and current news, but um, I love it when they just share their own personal lives as well. And this week, I'm just going to let Jack do all the talking. This is 2009. When Jack Armstrong shared his experience at a Waffle House. I was in Iowa over the weekend for a family reunion. Flew from California to Kansas City. Spent the night in Kansas City. Drove a car two hours into Iowa. Turned around and came back. Quite a whirlwind tour. Was it a uh, reality show? Quite a schlep. Yeah, it was like that uh, amazing race thing. Um, got there late Friday night. My wife's hungry. Only place to eat near the hotel is a Waffle House. She's never been to a Waffle House. Ooh, the Waffle House. I don't know how many people in California have been to a Waffle House. Are there any Waffle Houses in California? I'm it's, not, it's mostly I don't a, recall seeing any. It's mostly a southern thing, though it has branched out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think there used to be any in Kansas City. Went to a Waffle House. Waffle House is, uh, people jokingly refer to it as the Waffle House, but, you know, everybody's got. Chow's pretty solid. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's okay. But it's open it's all night. Great, but it's okay. And the denizens, denizens of the night tend to congregate. Yeah, and you're almost always drunk when you're there. I mean, it was, we we got there at like one thirty in the morning, so it was oh, your boy. it was your leaving the bar crowd, and everybody was bleary eyed and tweakers and, eating their first meal in a week. And the way the Waffle House is set up is you're you kind of surround the kitchen, like especially if you sit at the stools. The guy, the cook, is right in front of you, and they're constant. They take orders, and it's packed full of people, and the waitresses are screaming out. 
Two smothered, chunked, and diced. One over easy with diced, chunked, slathered, stuffed <laughs> with bacon. One flip, dipped, and... And the cook, who looks like he's not paying any attention at all, somehow manages to, with this giant griddle in front of him, get everything onto plates and get it out eventually. It's always amazing. It's, it's something. It, it looks like it'd be more pressure than being an air traffic controller, being a cook at a Wawa. But the waitress and the cook got into an argument right in front of us. Oh. They're like as close to me as you are. Yeah. And Lauren and I are sitting there eating, and just the, the waitress is screaming at him. It was very uncomfortable. Wow. I don't know what he did to her, but... She was screaming, don't you talk to me like that, you mother bleeper. Okay, well, I'll take your waffle. mother bleeper. I'm just screaming at this guy. Was he like some more syrup? And one of the other waitresses is saying, go get go get the manager. And just, I mean, it was, he was I thought we were going to see a stabbing or he was going to grab her arm and stick it in the grease or something. Oh, no. Thank God that didn't happen. It's very exciting. How macabre. I told Laura the Waffle House always comes to the floor show. I you mean, know, it's part of the price of the meal. Usually, you got to count on the patrons. Usually, for that dr- sort of, and, usually, and they always come through. Usually, it's drunks getting in a fight, or a drunk girl gets pissed off at her boyfriend. Surly prostitute on the phone screaming at somebody. Right, that sort yeah. of thing. Well, the staff. She was just screaming, at, dropping f bombs right. I mean, right in front of me. Oh boy! I ate my overcooked Can bacon I get and got some out of more there. water. As far as restaurants go, I find, in my experience, restaurants that are open 24-7, they tend to have the most interesting customers, and um, certain ones you want to avoid, unless you know how to fight, and I don't go into restaurants like that, and some of them are just fine, but the food's not the greatest, but hey, it's the only place open, and especially when you are a college student or a high school student, and you were up late at night, those places came in handy. Okay, so let's move on to our next segment. This happened in 2014. And I can totally relate to this clip. Jack took his kids to the dump. And I remember my dad taking me to the dump. And it was great fun, especially back in the day. As Jack will describe, the dump used to be a place you just threw everything and anything. And it didn't matter. I remember having great fun when my dad would back up his pickup truck full of garbage and I would just throw the garbage out as far as I could. It was great times for a kid. Plus, you'd always see people out there digging through the garbage, trying to find some sort of treasure. But things have changed a lot over the years due to environmental concerns, and now a lot of the dumps, they have different areas. One for electronics, one for plastic, one for your regular garbage. And they take it really seriously. It doesn't quite smell like it used to. It used to be, when you went to the dump, it stunk, and it stunk bad. But that was part of the charm. So, let's go back to 2014. Gladys? And let's hear about Jack Armstrong's adventure, taking his kids to the dump. I took my kids to the to, to the dump. When I was a kid, and my dad to take me to the dump, the dump was just one big giant pit that everything went in, mm-hmm. and it didn't cost anything. Oh, there was those no, were dark, dark days. There was nobody there either. You just you show that up. crying Indian. That was a part of the whole deal. You'd just show up and get rid of whatever you got, and you'd drive away. There was nobody there. I don't know. I assume people worked there sometimes doing something. Maybe once a week, probably somebody came with a. Uh, a bulldozer and push right. dirt over that part and or just shoved it all up into a pile or what have you yeah but i don't know about where you live but in in, in my county uh california usa the dump has got like 15 different sections oh That's yeah probably more like 30 different sections and a whole bunch of people that work there and you got to pay obviously and uh, a pull in with a, uh, and I took both my kids to the dump. Sam had been when he was really little, but didn't remember it. And they were both very, very excited when I told him we were going to the garbage dump. And we had just mm, kind of 
myriad refuse. And um, uh, I pull up and I look in there and everything. And this goes there, this goes there, that goes there. And we went back there and it was just, um, it's amazing how many people were working there. Is that one of those jobs where you you get get the the public salary and pension and all that sort of stuff? Probably. But you have to go through the checkpoints and they say, all right, what do you have back there? You tell them, the inspector, all right, go to your right. And you go to your right, and the guy says, all right, what do you got back there? And you go to the third uh, slot yeah. right there, right there next to the blue truck. So I had a bunch of make a difference, different stops for corrugated cardboard yeah. versus uh, metal versus an appliance of some sort, an old microwave. Yeah, I got 50 gallons of old gas and some World War II ordnance. <laughs> Where do I go? And, of course, a body. Oh, I got to tell you something. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a great deal of medical waste. I mean, a lot. I, I got to tell you something. That reminds me. Uh, I tried to take a couple of road flares, old road flares, out to the dump. And they mm. said, oh, no, 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 no. I can't take those. Well, what am I supposed to do with them? You're supposed to take them to your fire station. See, mm. honest to God, anything And light like, them off. <laughs> I don't know. At this point, anything that's going to be a hack. I'll just dig a hole and bury it. That's just what I'm going to do. If I had a couple of road flares, I'd just dig a hole and bury them there. Now they're gone. No, Marsh, here's what you do. You yeah. go to the fire department. I've read I've read the pamphlet. Okay. I know what county you live in. You go to the fire department, you light those flares, and you throw them at the front door because <laughs> the firefighters really need to know that you're dropping off. And I could just see walking into a fire department, they'll hold a couple of flares. I'm the devil. I'm the devil. You got to have them lit, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the kids really enjoyed uh, me throwing the garbage because for some reason you can't just dump it right there next to you. You got to throw it as oh, far you as you can. Hurl it, of course <laughs> yeah. you do. It's oh, a man thing. Couldn't, couldn't wait to tell mom, dad threw the vacuum cleaner way high in the air. <laughs> but so I get home from the dump and I still smell dump. And I told my wife, I said, I don't know if it's on my clothes or my shoes or like in my nose hairs, but I still smell <laughs> the dump. Which has a unique smell. Yes. Nothing smells. Your own garbage never smells like the dump no. smells. Well, that's because they're they're composting it and it's decaying and they're letting off the methane and yar. And I was rocking Henry to sleep and he, he he put his little tractor blanket over his head and he was laying next to me. He said, "Daddy Tink." Oh, yeah. Daddy. So I had to put him in the crib. You got to flout the drought and take a shower eventually. <laughs> yes. I know you're doing your best. The dump, nothing smells uh, like the dump. Oh, yeah. It's an odd, oh, odd odor. Disgusting. It's making me sick to even I know it. About it. I know it. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? I always like to look and see what animals are running around the dump. Oh, look over there. A yeah. furry creature. I grew up in the country, and so we had no garbage service at one point. Like I said, my dad would pile in the garbage into the pickup truck, and we would drive it to the county dump. The worst part of it was loading up that truck. The smell and disgusting things that you saw loading up garbage had been sitting out there for weeks into that truck. Ugh. I don't think I could do it today. I don't think I had the stomach for it. It was disgusting. And of course, growing up like that might explain why I'm so weird. Every time I've gone as an adult, I always think about going as a kid. And I think it's because as a little boy, you like to see the seagulls, watch the tractors bury the trash, and of course there's that horrible smell, which as a little kid is funny and cool. Well, I hope you enjoyed those two segments of Classic A&G. Join me again next week when I go through the archives and bring you some more Classic A&G. Until then, well, I guess that's it. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.